So being in a, in a rural area like Fairhope, it's tough because there's not good cell phone reception. Put your pocket back in. Thank you. There's not good cell phone reception, unlike New Orleans. And I got a, I got a lady back in New Orleans. We like to keep the uh, magic alive, so we like to have a little phone sex, if you know what I mean. And the bad service makes it a little hard because things break up in the middle of some heated moments. My girlfriend's not very good at filling in the blanks. I mean, we're grown adults. Why would I want you to uh, play with my clock? All right, we're live. We're rocking and rolling. Uh, welcome in, everybody. We're Matt and Bob. We're here to pod. Today, we're going to be doing a Give It a Stream, Give it a stream. episode. You're, of course, listening to the Analysis. All right, Bob, you ready to sign my stream? Sign my stream. Give it a stream. Just want to explain this story for anyone that's like, what's this sign my stream business? I say it every time we give it a stream, but one time I stage-doored Brian Cranston in New York. It was a two-hour wait. I drank... Didn't have a pen. Didn't have a pen. Decided to just... <laughs> so the inside joke was Bob's waiting in in the street to meet Brian Cranston. He's got a piss. And so Hayes said, well, just have Cranston sign your piss stream. And so of ever course, since, it makes perfect sense. Anytime I hear the word stream, I think of the fact that it was suggested to me that I meet Brian Cranston and have him sign the stream of piss. <laughs> kind of like when you like you get those sparklers and you kind of write, write, it, write out name. your name for for two seconds and <laughs> yeah, you see like someone makes I mean, a heart it... on their Instagram with a sparkler. <laughs> I love the idea, of Brian Cranston, like trying to create that. All right, well, if I do it quick enough, maybe someone can take yeah, a photo, like a time-lapse. Looks, like, time looks like Cranston in your piss. <laughs> so anyway, that's when, right, when we that's say, ridiculous. give it a stream, yeah. sign my stream. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, and also the movies that uh, we've been streaming. <clears throat> yes, uh, the movies that we have been streaming, Our Friend, starring... Uh, Casey Affleck, Dakota Johnson, Jason Siegel. Uh, so, Bob, you, you were not aware of this movie no, uh, when no, I suggested that I, we watch it. I wasn't uh, aware. You know, I was just kind of mumbling. Wait, my, my, my wife has cancer, mm, and now mm, my dog has cancer. My kids and died in my other movie. My, and, uh, <laughs> Chuck, I ordered a double burger. Yeah, Hayes, I hope you're hungry for a slice of life. Because this was a, a slice of life movie. How about Casey Affleck, man? So he he's an Oscar winner, severely underrated by your words. Yeah. I agree. I said this. Um, it's this hyperbole because guy... I'm watching this movie and he's acting his balls off in it. But I said he's the most underrated actor with an Oscar. Yeah. Which I I don't and... I don't know what that really even means. But I feel that people just well, don't that... give this guy enough love. People talk about Jared Leto all the time, <laughs> and he, I think he stinks. They... This guy does, he stinks. This guy doesn't get enough shine for sure. And it's also like he won his Oscar when everyone was pissed off about him, like hitting on a chick uh, while he, they were filming and, you know, all, all, all that stuff. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think the, the Oscar is still very much warranted. He's still a very talented actor. I don't think he's some sex crazed pedophile. Um, I think that got a little bit overblown. Anyway. Um, this guy comes out on the scene, good will hunting. He's just with his brother and their friends. And he just plays like this jackass. And now, and now he's kind of just like 
the devastated husband who's just like, God, God, my, 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 the house with my kids, my wife burned out. I love, like, my wife is dying. I can't beat it. I can't, I don't, I can't do it. Yeah. It's like, he's, he's so understated. It's, there's this moment when, because the movie does this ping pong thing, and I'm talking now about our friend, but it, it doesn't have a linear story. It, it, first the first scene is towards the end of the story and then we ping pong back 12 years earlier and we're kind of jumping in and out of of time and it's in the trailer so i don't think it's spoiling but his wife is severely sick with cancer and early in the movie their friend who's helping out jason siegel who just is we're talking about somebody who with casey affleck has mastered being the devastated husband jason siegel has mastered kind of dude lost in his 30s and 40s sleeping on people's yeah. couches i mean he has that market cornered but jason yeah, Siegel, career spiraling yeah. it's just sleeping on a, no not a lot of ambition like he's perfect at this kind of guy and but he takes their dog to the vet so the fam like she's the wife is getting cancer treatment and Siegel takes the dog to the vet and he calls with bad news about the dog and you just watch Casey Affleck be like, one more fucking thing, the dog's now gotta die. And you just watch him just yeah. take his fucking glasses off and sink his hands into his head. And it's just like, man. Uh, but he, he just expresses so much and it's it's in a weird way so relatable. And, you know, it really sets the tone for that movie of just, there's there's not a lot of good breaks mm. that go, go well for this guy. No, yeah. All right, so for people that aren't aware, th- this debuted at the Toronto International Film Festival September of 2019. It was released January 22nd of 2021. Um, or, But I, I feel like it, 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 so it, it came out sort of like tail end of the pandemic here, but it, it went to straight to streaming. Uh, I don't know that people were willing to give it a $20 uh, early access in-theater rental sort of a thing. So this... This never went to theaters, um, and I, I think people kind of missed it. Yeah. Um, what, what, did you, what did you think about it? I, I did like it. There were parts in the end of the movie once I feel we've kind of got a really strong understanding of the character arcs, and we've kind of felt all that the movie could make us feel. There's kind of a 20 minutes there where I'm like, all right, let's, let's kind of bring this thing home, guys. And I felt myself instinctively wanting to reach for that phone or wanting to kind of do something else with with my time so no yeah i agree like 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 just watching her slowly kind of die once yeah uh, once the I mean, hospice I, woman came in i'm like all right let's kind of let's go here you know yeah um the jumping back and forth i think yeah. was so so constant and like uh you know that the, plenty of movies do this but like because it's like typing out the date and you're like so every transition was kind of like the slow, like waiting for the date to be typed out. Um, and they, they kind of went back and forth a lot. And I wasn't really sure why they were doing that until it got to like kind of later on in the movie where like Jason Siegel is, he's kind of, he's going out into like Utah to maybe kill himself on a hike. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why does this guy, or so that was the moment you're like, oh my God, that informs that previous scene where this is why he's giving up his life to take care of these two because they it's, saved his life. Yeah. When, and I was like, okay, I I, I kind of like 
getting that information a little bit later as opposed to completely linear. But for a little while there, I wasn't really sure why we were jumping yeah. back so often. I don't know if it serviced this story very well. And that was actually one of the questions I had for you was, do you think this this format with the narrative, with the nonlinear narrative, helped this movie or hurt this movie? Because if you started scene one with him in the the wilderness and then he gets that call and then you know we see kind of the the progression after that well no be... like scene one would be like them meeting at that bar oh yeah right? i They're guess like, the yeah I the mean, 13 the years college, before the college scene or whatever <clears throat> yeah. but mm. you know what i'm saying like kind of watching some of that play out in a linear fashion i think it could have been just as impactful i you know i agree i i don't know that the the non-linear aspect really helped so much as opposed to like kind of doing a late reveal onto why he's giving up his life for yeah. his friends. So I think I, but with that said, writing is very strong. Acting is really strong. And for, for me, yeah. who's a guy who is a, a, a rarity in that I love these domestic dramas. I'm, I'm there for the acting. If you give me good writing and good acting, that's that's worth the trip for me. So I will say, and yeah, I will say, your blue Valentine. Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a blue Valentine turd or a marriage story turd. Like if you're a person that likes that kind of movie, this is a good hang for you. I just think not a lot of people. When you're talking about the amount of people that have missed this movie, I think just the the genre itself, people aren't seeking a lot right now. Times are tough enough as it is to sit with a two and a half hour kind of cancer hang is is a, is a tall ask. But I, I did value the performances, and I think Siegel is such an interesting guy with his career because he really is creative in his choices. And for a guy who made Sarah, Forgetting Sarah Marshall and was on a show like How I Met Your Mother and seemed kind of like a wacky guy, you know, he's also played David Foster Wallace in End of the Tour, and he finds a movie yeah. like this, and or even something like I Love You, Man, which is sweet and silly but also has some, some interesting moments. And, and I just think he's he's so great in this, and he, he really... It's very forgetting Sarah Marshall yeah. character. Yeah, and he, he brings levity <clears throat> to the scenes, right? When he's... With a lot of the work with the kids, and he's got kind yeah. of a, a goofy energy to him, and, and it's not like... He's not playing for laughs, but it's just very genuine, sweet moments. And you're, you're not laughing necessarily, but you're just smiling with the sweetness of his character. And I, I just think he's so good in it, and Casey Affleck just... You know, he keeps delivering with with that nice. type of character. And I, I don't know. Acting his balls off, like you said. Um, I, I I think it's a three-pronged strong performance here. I mean, how about Dakota Johnson? Yeah, uh, and I was impressed with her. I Her storylines with her friends and stuff were kind of secondary to me. I really liked the, the group dynamic of the three, though. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, the friends stuff. I mean, that, that's kind of like we're getting into, like, Netflix uh, territory w w with that whole sort of dynamic there, but uh, where it's just like you know the crime, crime thrillers and generic acting or whatever. Yeah. But uh, she she's kind of a babe too. I think she's like super cute. She's kind of like like my almost like a like dream girl prototype. Oh, um, there we go. So all the way. ladies out there that look just like Dakota Johnson Dakota. and Melanie <laughs> Griffith's daughter, give Matt yeah, Hayes yeah. a call. Prototype. Don Johnson. That's his, that's Don Johnson uh, and Melanie Griffith's daughter is Dakota yeah. Johnson. But I I do like I like the the theme where you're you're you know my best friend here and kind of the you know being a friend sometimes is thankless and you don't do it when you're doing it truly you're not doing it for a reward you're not doing it for anything else and and you know there's a virtue in that and 
that that's one of the themes of this movie and and Casey Affleck is trying to write he's constantly in his life seeking opportunities to write stories that are impactful and it becomes this story about friendship that ends up being his his greatest story you know it's not a trip to Libya or, or, or anything else and I think that a lot of the scenes where you see their friends falling away as she gets sicker and sicker and people are just leaving baked goods at the door or not coming to book club and he's just there mm-hmm. in it and he's there through the whole time and it's uh i i found that touching and i and i think a lot about friendship and and i th- <clears throat> i liked that part of the movie yeah i want to go back to what you said about uh non-linear serving the film because i i actually think it does cuz i now that i think more about it it is it just kind of keep you guessing Right, because they mention like the affair, like okay, in a few yeah. scenes, and then you don't. That's not really resolved until like an hour later, and you're like, did did she have a affair with you know Jason Siegel's character? Like, why is he so devoted here? Are are him and Casey Affleck actually friends? Is this like like what is the dynamic here? Because they're kind of met under these like, oh, the guy that asked you out, didn't he see that you had a ring on? Blah blah blah. Yeah. Like that that first scene. They don't really. I mean, I guess they kind of hit it off towards the end, and you can see like a friendship forming. But there, there's, there's kind of like it doesn't really make sense that he's like, like when he was kind of breaking up with that girl, Cat the Baker, in a way, yeah. like, hey, like I, I can't, I can't go back. I, I have to be here. And she's like, it, it feels like you're running away from something. Like, who, who just gives up their life for their friends? They have other family members and friends. And were you like, I kind of agreed with her in that moment, not having the knowledge of the that that scene to come mm-hmm. of, uh, of what they've of done that what voicemail. the voicemail yeah yeah and, and everything else i guess because like it didn't seem like they were really giving him much yeah so i kind of agreed with his girlfriend like yeah dude go, like this this is your first shot at like a happy relationship uh like what what are, what are you afraid of and i i still don't know that that was really resolved like the, the guy was just spinning and like yeah he quit his job and like he was just sleeping on a couch and he didn't really have anything to go back to other than this girl who seemed really sweet and could have been like, you know, like a his savior. So I, I was kind of unsure about why he was so resistant, but maybe it was just like he didn't want to go home anymore, and he felt like if well, he, he went had home, no he would just like got back to. The- He's sitting on that couch, yeah. and people are dicking with him about his non-existent stand-up career, and he's got this job where like people, he's when he's sitting in the job, he's reflecting, and the kid comes up to him and he's like, hey someone puked are we gonna get the cleaning supplies and he's just looking at everything as trivial and arbitrary and he's like my work back with the family actually means something and it gives my yeah, life purpose. Like he's actually... my whole life i have no purpose except for here i'm i'm integral to this to this unit and i think that's what drives him. yeah i think that's that's really well said because like like once she dies he's just like a potato yeah right or just a vegetable he just like he can't move. He's just like sitting on that bed, and then, you know, um, Casey Affleck's character drops the the manuscript. He's like, "I thought you were writing about about her." He's like, "Yeah, I thought yeah, I was I too." And it ends up being like our friend. And I would, I kind of would like to read that. Um, yeah, because it's a real story. See how that was structured. It really mm-hmm. it reminds me a little bit of Marley and Me, where you've got this journalist who wants to make this breakthrough journalism but it's something personal that ends up being their great life's work where marley and me it's his his journals about his dog this one is his journal about his wife and this struggle with cancer and his best friend 
So it, it kind of reminded me of that in a weird way. And also there's dog death in it as well. Yeah, so, so just a good amount of dog death. Yeah, I mean, gets the people know. going. If you need a, you need a going. good purge. Give me a dog death. You know. <laughs> um, I I feel like this is uh, had it been shown in the theaters, uh, could have been like a not a dry eye in the in the the theater sort of situation. I yeah. think uh, the collective hive mind. I think this is uh, very touching. Um. I know a friend of mine. His his daughter is dealing with uh, kind of uh, leukemia. Oh like, goodness! Uh, very very. Uh, and so he watched this movie, and he was just devastated yeah, by it. I could imagine uh, anyone going through some sort of. But and it gives you perspective. You know, my my dad's had health issues, and and I'm watching this, and I'm like, man, all these things that I'm just concerned with, like, it's just like, okay, you you have your dad. Your dad's here, and it's it's you know not it's not the end and we're not going through that process. So you, you feel better about that. You know, sometimes I don't know. I'm weird where I can watch a movie like that. And I come out the other side after a good purge, a good emotional purge. I actually feel more uplifted. I don't know. A lot of people run and avoid movies like this, but I, I, I kind of seek them. Like to go in deep and seek out the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Is, are, is your dad currently staying with you? Not yet, no. But he is—he's uh, oh, okay. very close. We're getting very close to the end of his uh, rehab there. So thank you for asking. Yeah, you're gonna be like the J- Jason Siegel. I'm uh... Jason Siegel now. <laughs> only, only Just without the like... funny jokes. <laughs> Dude, his stand-up was was fairly poor. I remember when he was practicing it. I can't remember the jokes right now, but. Um... Yeah. Anyway, what? Uh, yeah. So definitely, uh, I think stream worthy. I don't know. I, yeah, I would give, give it a this stream. A stream. Give it a stream. It, I mean, it's five bucks now. It's not twenty. Great acting. Uh, a little emotional purge. It'll it'll give you it'll give you some perspective and and enjoy your friends. Yeah. Enjoy your friends. Enjoy it's, your loved it's ones. It's one of the, it's one of the movies where you can like uh, shed a single tear while kind of smiling, uh, uh, and you know. It's not like completely uh, depressing or anything, but there is there is hope. Uh, all right, well, well, Bob, what, what else are we? What else are we streaming? So what I streamed. This was a more expensive stream. I, I dropped the nineteen ninety nine down on nobody. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Nobody starring Bob Odenkirk, Chicago's own. And this is kind of a Love mix between John Wick and Taken. Where Taken, it's kind of this, I'm a family man dad that no one knows I've got this unique set of skills. And John Wick, meaning I'm going to kill like 5,000 people in my wake, and they're all going to be Russians and have Russian accents. But yeah, the, the story is pretty simple, and it's it's basically, if you've watched the trailer, you've watched the movie, and... Yeah, that's what I kind of yeah. thought, and... I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll hold off. And t- this is like, wait till it's on like on demand, but it already is on demand. So then it's like, I'll wait till it's cheaper yeah. on demand. I'll wait till like, <clears throat> I can wait this thing out. I'm gonna fucking wait you yeah. out, and one day it's gonna just be sitting there for free. And yeah, <laughs> it's for me. I was just kind of, I was, I was interested in in kind of a movie like this. So I, I decided to drop the money down. But it's, it's a. Uh, it's you're really there for some of these action scenes and it's a fish out of water obviously because odin kirk is i mean he's saul right but here's this movie where he's rocking ass 
And <laughs> it, it's almost like that line from 40-Year-Old Virgin where Paul Rudd goes, hey, I used to think Matt Damon was kind of a, a ninny man, but he's rocking ass in this Bourne, Bourne movie. <laughs> but that's kind of like how it is because it's it, – it, but it, uh, – there's this there's this scene where he finally snaps and he just takes apart all these dudes in, in in a bus and it's it's definitely worth a watch, and but yeah he's this he's this guy who used to be a hitman who carried out like dirty jobs for the the government or military or something and then he one guy he was supposed to be a mark and he was watching this guy kind of enjoying his family and he's like fuck it I'm gonna give it all up and I'm gonna go be a family man. And his son now, you know, all these years later, his middle, his teenage son doesn't respect him. His wife thinks he's kind of just this paper-pushing loser. And Dickless. Yeah, he, he kind of reaches a boiling point and just snaps and just basically ends up wrapped up in the Russian mob. They're all after him. And that's kind of the John Wick element of it. But, you know, and then he just basically has to take out the whole mob by himself. He fucking burns the whole thing down. Uh, and it's there's a lot of cool action scenes, basically. It looked like it was a lot of fun. Have you read anything about like this potentially tying in with the John Wick universe? It wouldn't surprise me because there are like well, because they start to set up some rules and some. It, it was very John Wicky, so if it tied in, it would not surprise me at all. Well, because uh, the isn't it the same director or the same um, fight choreographer? Oh, or, is it? Uh, yeah, that that would not hair. surprise me because the fight choreography was pretty badass sorry i did not do that okay. research. no no it's not the same guy i just i just thought that they were maybe it's the same producers or something like that um but yeah i i would be interested like maybe if we see like i mean they're, they're not like him versus john wick right i mean john wick's like a proficient in in all these arms and and he's not just kicking people's ass yeah. but let me be clear uh, john wick is the gold standard like John Rick is the Ciroc, yeah. right? And this is like uh-huh. uh, a different form of alcohol. What's a, what's a what's a lesser vodka? Not Smirnoff, right? <laughs> but like, uh, like uh, like a oh oh man, like Mohawk. <laughs> no, not a Mo. Anyway, a Smirnoff. Like this is Smirnoff. And, <clears throat> Smirnoff. And John Wick is like the Ciroc life, right? He's the kettle one. Yeah, there you go. So this is a lesser um, action movie, but it's still pretty cool. Yeah, no, it looked like it'd be a lot of fun. Um. I just do, do you what's the deal with these like these actors later in their careers just being these kind of father figure secret badasses we, yeah, like and it was never made before a whole new career turn yeah it's not uh, like it's Denzel it's, Washington man on that's fire a good one. Or, the, or or what's the other Liam one uh, the, the ones well Denzel Washington after not man on fire but after that when he was it was uh he's played the same guy they, they did two of these movies equalizer and um equalizer yeah and then the one after that like same exact thing right yeah or there's obviously liam neeson there's yeah um well and now odenkirk but yeah these these old men who never did action before because it makes sense if like bruce willis does an action movie today because he's kind of been this action star or obviously stallone or somebody like that but these dudes that are coming from drama or comedy and now they're in their 50s and they've like breaking baseball bats over their knees and impaling dudes. And I'm like, what? But it's kind of fun. It's become its own old man action genre. And I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. Right? It's 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 a it's a twist. It's at least I mean, good good for them for like putting in the work and 
go like taking the training and oh my god like like watching Keanu Reeves go through those like shooting courses and just absolutely dominate them is really cool to watch so I mean they train their balls off for these movies it's just so funny that so many of them decided to do it yeah i wouldn't put uh, just keanu to correct ourselves in this, here in this category though because he did matrix early on in his career so i still kind of right had yeah. early traces of action with him like bob odenkirk has it was so far <laughs> he's a sketch comic he, he wrote the mick foley uh, yeah the character the... yeah <laughs> Band down by the river writer is now yeah. <laughs> in the, an action the hero. late stages of his career in an action movie. Yeah, I love it. Uh, so it is the producer, David Litch, uh, is the guy that the stunt performer coordinator, and he directed John Wick. There so the director of John Wick produced this. So I think that's why there's rumblings of maybe a crossover at some point um, or not. Who knows? Yeah, uh, there's there's a few elements I I've already spoiled like half this movie, but there's a few elements that make you think, oh, okay, this is very John Wicky. But if they crossed over, I I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know what they would be doing with it. I don't think people are as big of a fan of nobody as they are John Wick. Who knows? Um, so one movie I watched. This was kind of uh, number one on Netflix for a minute here. It was called Stowaway, directed by Joe Pena who did The Arctic with our boy Mads Mikkelsen, which I highly recommend that okay, movie. Yeah. Uh, but Stowaway, science fiction thriller, um, film stars Anna Kendrick uh, and Tony Collette are, are in this. Um, Love of the Tony Collette. Tony Collette is yeah. a very underrated actress. She is kind of the mission. Uh, she's the pilot. She's kind of the captain of the ship. Um uh, Anna Kendrick plays uh, the ship's doctor. Um, so yeah, so Kellett's kind of the, the commander. She's the um, she's the Sigourney Weaver of the film. Oh, okay. um, but yeah, I, I I love a good sci-fi thriller. I mean, basically, it's uh, you know this uh, this mission to Mars to kind of like um, colonize Mars, and uh, they have an unexpected stowaway, um, and they've got to account for his intake of oxygen. So it's very scientific. It's not like some monster hiding in the the, the shaft or whatever. It's a it's a guy that was like knocked out while kind of making uh, last minute adjustments to the launch. Um, and so there's that. And then so they have to kind of deal with the humanity of well, we should toss him out of the airlock so we can continue oh, yeah. with our mission. And you're like, well, no, let's find a way. We're we're brilliant scientists. Let's figure out how to accommodate another person sucking air, and and thus the drama. Yeah, that's um, what I have so to do thought... when you come stay at my house. Fuck, how are we gonna accommodate <laughs> this guy's fucking air intake? Well, he's a fucking mouth breather, piece of shit. Yeah, well, you just smell your own farts, so uh, it's it, hey, I got a special bucket with your name on it. Uh, speaking of, uh, have you picked out your bucket, Bob? We no, haven't, really I haven't picked chatted my since yet. my my glorious Oscar win, hoisted by my Dormant. own Pratad. <laughs> uh, I think we got the same number of categories right, um, but the all important best actress went to Francis, and thus you, sir, are a bucket shitter. You'll be shitting in a bucket in a field. Okay, I will be <laughs> shitting in a bucket, but you're still a bucket shitter. Okay, that's all I have to say. <laughs> have you picked it out? I no. mean, uh, have you been on Amazon? You gotta go to Home you know Depot gonna... and uh, <laughs> pick out a bucket to shit in. But... <laughs> uh, you got your uh, is is uh, Brecken gonna film this? Yeah. You got like a tripod. She... You have like a nice kind of yeah. 
We're uh, empty yard. You're gonna scout. I gotta go down to the the local audio video store and uh, rent a high def camera. To <laughs> I'm sure this could be done on the phone. Oh, okay. But, um, well, then there you go. Have you have, have you picked out a vacant lot or some sort of? We actually a, have a dog uh, run that's right next to her apartment. So she was like, "Well, I don't want my neighbors to hate us for all of a sudden one of us shitting in in the dog run." But I said, "If we get up early enough, I don't think anyone, you know, if we do like a, a at dawn bucket shit, uh, I could get out there quickly enough. Where I think we could make this happen. So, but we'll see. I mean, you know, if if, if we find a, a better place to do this." more secluded then you know we'll get that done yeah well uh when they knock down the apartment next to you you can just walk over into that that dump site and just kind of squat down yes exactly um yeah i, I want at least a, a 10 minute walk out to the spot so it's gotta be a <laughs> nice wide open walkout. area <laughs> what am i brad pitt walking up to that shack and once upon a time yeah. in hollywood yeah, that gonna... sort of level of... I want a tracking shot. I... Bob's Bucket <laughs> Shit, directed by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Scored by Trent yeah. Reznor. Atticus Rock. Oh, yeah. Bob. We got Marconi doing yeah, but... the score for my bucket shit. <laughs> Bob's Bucket Shit. Well, speaking of, speaking of shitting, there is a two or three minute uh, hotel shit in... Our friend, where uh, Casey Affleck gets some really troubling news and he leaves his house for a while and he's just drinking a beer while he's taking a dump in that movie. So, and was he also taking a dump when like uh, uh, when Jason Segel kind of barges in because he thinks he's gonna kill himself? Yeah, yeah, that's that's the scene. Oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. He was in a hotel there. Never mind. Not on a bucket yeah, yeah, though. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, all right. Well, we got we got um, three movies and we're get, we're suggesting a stream for all three. So. If you guys are looking for that domestic drama, Big Emotional Purge, Our Friend, find that. That's on Amazon. Obviously, uh, Nobody, that's a 1999 rental on Amazon. Maybe you wait that one out. And then Netflix, with your Netflix subscription, Stowaway. Yeah, Stowaway. Um, Synchromatic is another Netflix one that's been popping up on my feed. Uh, it came out like a, a year ago. It's the, the guy that plays the Falcon or whatever in the... Uh, I thought that was terrible, okay. so I, I would skip that one. It's also the guy from fucking uh, um, the Gray movie um, with Dakota Johnson. Anyway, oh, just forget about it. Yeah, don't worry. Okay. If you give it a streams, there we go. All right. Well, let's. Uh, hope, I mean, movies are back are, are opening up again, and um, maybe there'll be there'll be more to watch in theaters and not so much to stream. But there we go. All right. Well, uh, pleasure chatting with you, buddy. I'll promise yeah. I'll keep you updated when I purchase the bucket. Maybe I'll I'll Instagram on our Instagram handle uh, me shopping for the bucket. And there we go. Uh, with that said, thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to wash your hands, stay safe, and we will see you down the road. <clears throat> you down the road. Bye. Someone told me there's a girl out there With love in her eyes and flowers 